Are you recording? Yeah. Oh, great. And we are back. Something gay. I mean, what show is this? Oh, welcome back to something that just happened, everybody. I'm not Jared Sampson. Huh? Sorry. <laughs> I just had to make fun because every time I listen to him, it always starts off with that. And we are back. Like, it hurts him to say it almost. I think it's going for dramatic. Well, it sounds like it's hurting. Who me. is that? that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's on Empire? Tracy okay. Byers? I think it's Trey Byers. Trey I don't know Byers? if that's the guy or the girl at that Grace point. Trey Byers? Got distracted <laughs> by a hot chick in the World Series. Hold on, where's the remote? <laughs> you don't know why not just to see. Remote is power. Oh. Oh, fuck it. We've come too far. Alright, so... Welcome to I'm Not Just Happened, the podcast that makes your commute suck just a little bit less. Pre-recorded at the FTC, edited at Lazarus Space Studios... Edited at Lazarus Space Studios. Recording for posterity on October 30th, our last October podcast. Actually, our second October podcast this year. We've been alternating, uh, hooking up and on that just happened. Hopefully you guys are enjoying that. Um... To be recorded sometime in November, after All Saints Day, after uh, Day of the Dead, after... Sometime in November. Coming up on the holiday season, but yes. we're still not done talking about Halloween stuff. So, we'll do that. Apologies to Summer for not making the party. Yeah, me um, too. Sure, I'm... it was a great time, but uh, kind of vacationed out. Just got back from Disney. I got, I got like, quadruple booked for that night, so... Four parties? Yeah. Did you go to one of them? No. <laughs> I, I was going to end up hanging out with Dave, uh, but things fell through at the last minute, you know, work-related work stuff. So my apologies. Again, it looked like a lot of fun. I got a middle finger message from Stephen Michael Barda, so that was awesome. It's good to know that at least he cares enough to give me the middle finger. Mm. It's good to be back doing a show here, though. Yeah, how's the protocol for the invites, the Facebook invite? I, usually, I used to not reply at all. I just left it open. I like surprising people when I show up. As opposed to like saying yes or no, and they kind of I don't know that no I, I've invited people to Facebook See, stuff, and, and that no is just kind of like really. Like, I, I used to leave it up in into the ether of the world, and just like you did, um, wait and see how I felt. I wouldn't say yes or no, or even maybe. But then I realized it was inconsiderate to like if they're planning on food and stuff, and so I just started saying maybe. Sometimes I say no. If I say no, like. I feel like I have to give a reason why, uh, or, you know, my apologies. But I, I've recently heard that um, quite a few people have been telling me, well, just say yes so they can, you know, make sure they have enough food. And see, the reason I say yes is I used to, um, I used to know quite a few DJs and stuff back in the day, and they do Facebook invites, and like, dude, put yes, because then, because if people see that only, hey, five people have said yes, fuck that, I'm not going. You know, uh, if, I guess so. If I could be that one more person to entice somebody else to join the party, I'd rather do that. At least, you know, get people to think that there's at least one or two more people showing up. Yeah, I never really thought of it as, oh shit, Rodney's going? I'm going to go out of my way. I don't know. I just, ever since then, I kind of say yes to everything and don't go, don't, then don't go to anything, but mm. that's my own bad. So, before we get into everything else... How was Disney? Oh, I'm going to work that. It was uh, um, incredible. It was an incredible experience. I'm already, I think we're like two days in. I'm like already thinking in my head, I can't wait to come back here. Nice. Like, it, it was just ridiculous. The the amount of thought and, you know, consideration. And, you know, it, is, it really is the happiest place in the world um, because, you know, they do nothing but think about you and your convenience. And then when you come back, you kind of feel like, man, the rest of the world sucks. 
It's Everyone's like, so gloomy. Nobody's smiling. Yeah, and if you can get your way on the plane out to Disney, I mean, if you book through their resort, they will reserve a spot for you in the uh, in the park. They will grant you three fast passes to any of the rides of the park that you visit that day. You know, they will they will send you baggage tags to pick up your luggage from baggage claim, and they will pick you up and drive you to your hotel. And deliver your baggage to your hotel room. And there are, there are a couple of companies that pair up with Disney. And they will... If We had to rent a stroller, obviously, because we had the kids. They will deliver the stroller to your hotel and have it waiting for you by the time you get there. So it's literally, like, basically roll out the red carpet for everybody and come I mean, on down. With, I mean, with the amount of money that Disney's making right now, between the parks, the movies, the merchandising, they have full ability to do all of that without batting an eye at any of it. You know, the funny thing is, like, I thought that Disney, you know, the gift shops would be, like, a major cash grab. There'd be all these Marvel, Star Wars, and then Disney, Disney Junior, Nickelodeon shirts everywhere that people would be buying. People were coming up with their own Marvel, their own Star Wars. Or, like, I'm looking around at these shirts. I'm like, where'd you get that shirt? What shop did you buy that in? And people were just, no. Nah, Comic-Con yeah. two years ago and shit. Yeah. I mean, when I went to Universal and I went to Marvel's Island, Island of Adventure, they had pretty good merchandise. But nothing that it was like, well, I could just get this back home for, you know, 15 bucks less. But, I mean, like you said, there's no experience I've ever had that can compare to the amount of joy, the instant joy that you felt going to Disney. Yeah, people were unbelievably nice. Everybody's interested to know where you're from. Constantly, when I would get the question, hey, where are you from? I wanted to yell out, Greenville, Alabama, sir. Now, let me ask you a question. Do they ask you that because you're Asian, or do they do they ask Sandra as well? They ask Sandra. Okay. Because yeah. they never ask me that shit. Where are you guys from? Where are you celebrating? We happen to be celebrating Sandra's birthday. Uh, speaking of shout-outs, shout-out to my wife. Shout-out for her birthday. They have a special set of Mickey ears. One of the things, I, there, were a hand, there were like a number of things that I personally wanted to do you know, I was fortunate in my life to have my parents take me to Disney two times. And both times there were things that I wanted to do that I didn't get to do because, you know, I was eight at the oldest and I'm not calling the shots, per se. Um, so one of the things that I've always wanted as a little kid, I wanted a set of Mickey ears. So, like, I made sure I bought myself some Mickey ears. I bought Tali and Jason some Mickey ears. I bought Sanders some Mickey ears. And they happen to have a uh, birthday set of Mickey ears. And it's yellow. They have all these kinds of things, like all these kinds of color combinations at certain places in certain areas of the park. And yellow seems to see the seems to be the birthday like signal. Like we went to Chef Mickey's for her birthday, and she got a special uh, silverware set wrapped in a yellow napkin to kind of signify to everybody, hey, it's her birthday. Just kind of low key, make sure you know everybody knows it's her birthday. She got a birthday card at Chef Mickey's signed by all the you know the Disney characters. That's cool. And, um, you know, everywhere we went, she was wearing these ears, and they're like, hey, happy birthday. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, you know? It's like, just, just that special genius. attention. Yeah. Fucking genius, dude. Like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's gone. Home run, Chicago. Day. Maria. Chris Bryant. <laughs> Maria's upstairs. I can hear her washing dishes, and she happened to miss Chris Bryant. Not mm -hmm. a single, uh, single run homer out, right out the park. Well, not, not at the park, but out of the not ashamed to admit, Chris Bryant is a handsome man. If I were to go gay for one of the Cubs, he would be it. I'd go Javier Baez. If you, actually, I might go Addison Russell, just because his features are, are a little... No. <laughs> I'm not an Asian, so I'm definitely not going gay for I mean, one. I was, that was wasn't that even this time. No, but Chris Bryant, he's got dreamy eyes. I see the appeal with Javier Baez, and I see a lot of girls talking about Javier Baez, but he needs to decide what kind of haircut Javier Baez is sporting, because he's got a mullet, short streaks... Curls, faded haircut. Oh, shit. Back-to-back -back homers. What? 
Nope. 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 Sorry. Double. Double. It was almost. Oh, shit. Yep. I thought that's a ground rule double. Double guns! No, if it bounced out of play, then it's a oh. automatic double. Okay. <sighs> anyway, um, not a Cubs fan, but, you know, this is this is a big game. Indians are winning, or leading 3-1 to one in the series, so this is a make-or-break game, just like the next game is going to be a make-or-break game, and the game after that is going to be a make-or-break yeah. game. So For both teams. For both teams. They make it that far. That'd be amazing if they did. Man, somebody see, just fell. Do you see that? Somebody fell into the netting trying to get to the ball. But see, Addison Russell, something's wrong with his, you know, like, can't look at you straight in the eye. Cause it's just, one of his eyes is a little off center. He's Asian. <laughs> he's like he's like a, a Picasso. All right, so without further ado, let's move on with the rest of the show, shall we? Time for shout-outs. All right, shout-out to Maria. Uh, real shout-out, she's actually starting work. Uh, for the first time, for real, in for over two years now, and it's a big thing for us because you know, yeah, unbelievable luck that it's down the block from Lazarus Space Studios. Yes, I mean she's well deserving of the position that she's gonna have, the pay scale that she's gonna have. She's I've seen her at work, and she is a hardworking mofo. I mean, I like to think I have good work ethic. Maria's work ethic is absolutely amazing. She's going to excel at this like she does everything else. So, big shout out to you. Uh, wish you nothing but the best. We all love and support you here. So, yeah, good work. Shout out to Halloween. Shout, shout out. Speaking of work, we don't talk about work on the podcast. Shout out to Jessica for the promotion. Mm-hmm. You heard about shout that. out to the third, to Noriel Sister, yeah. for her promotion. Big things, big things. A shout out to the Veg Dialogue for their Halloween episode, the... The uh, basic, the basic bitch episode. That was actually very good. To that was a great episode. And as two guys that aren't feminists, we still enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I thought I was gonna tune out as soon as soon as those two girls were like, "I'm a feminist and I like theater. I'm a feminist and I like uh, psychology." And I'm like, "I'm not a feminist. I'm gonna turn this shit off because it's mm-hmm. gonna be man bashing the whole episode." And it really wasn't. It really, really wasn't. It was a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah, you'd think I'd know better. Than to listen to that show on an empty stomach, just because yes. immediately it's like you turn on, it's like, where's the nearest fucking Chipotle? And I haven't had, <coughs> I haven't had Chipotle in so long. I don't even know what I get on my Chipotle anymore. Like it's easily been maybe three, four months since I've had Chipotle. Now you better figure it out before they have you on the show. Yeah, I know. Well, if ever that's gonna happen, do I have any other shops? I think that's it. You? Uh, shout out to my wife. Not only the obligatory shout out, but. Gonna be holding it down, taking care of the kids, taking care of Sebastian while yes, he's working, yes. taking care of Ileana while Jessica's working the promotion. So, gonna be <laughs> working the promotion. Working the promotion. <laughs> Sounds like she did a little something extra to get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, gonna have her hands full with the kids. Yes. So um, that's that's gonna be fun. Shout out birthday shout outs in October. Uh, sorry we missed because uh, you know the the alternating shows. But uh, shout out to Tiffany. Gabby, uh, Frankie, Frankie's birthday passed. Yes, yes. Uh, Mr. Johnny Palma, who's on every show. Uh, Lisa, uh, my cousin's husband, Mark Sanchez, who does not play football. <laughs> uh, Deanna, uh, my wife Sandra, of course. Uh, Jesus, Carmen, uh, Ashley, Stefan, whose birthday's tomorrow. And uh, Maureen. And Ivan, whose birthday's also tomorrow. And Ivan, completely forgot about... Uh, He's, his birthday lands right on Halloween. Yep. Sorry, I, I had to move that because I couldn't even see how many outs there were. Yeah. Which there are none. There are none. Big shout out to Ivan turning four, right? Yep. Man, these kids are getting old quick. And one more shout out, I'm sorry, to Johnny 
again, he knew of a place that I could get uh, tires at a little bit of a discount that's not discount tires. And he's like, oh, you know, just come with me and, you know, we'll get that taken care of. And he was nice enough to find a place that helped out. I feel like he's the kind of dude, he falls ass backwards into, like, deals. Like, he's like, oh, I got this Apple Watch for 100 bucks, and they usually retail for $300. i am like, how? How does... He's that guy who knows a guy. <laughs> like, for everything. Yeah, for everything. It's like, yeah, you know what? I, um, look at the refinance house. Hey, I know a guy who does that. It's like, uh, you ra- randomly, like, hey, I need a replacement speaker for my 1990 Fisher's, you know, stereo system. I know a guy. Just anything at all. For anything. He's, he's like Morgan Freeman in, in Shawshank Redemption. Or Chris Rock in The Longest Yard. Red and black. All right. Moving on from shoutouts to our ever-so-missed theme music. <laughs> Yeah, the only way I'd buy an Indian's hat if it had that Charlie Sheen mullet in the back of it <laughs> attached. That'd be fucking awesome. Million dollar and, and, idea. And glasses attached to the front. Yeah. Million dollar idea. Why doesn't anybody <laughs> convert be, on that? That'd be actually pretty fucking cool. Especially for a bald guy. Just to have a semblance of hair again would be nice. Halloween costume idea. The wild thing costume. Yeah. Podcast news. Got uh, crazy listens out of Coventry, United Kingdom. Thank you to all the, uh, the Brits across the pond, as it were. How do you say thank you in British? Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Coming from Disney. No way. There were a ton of Brits and Aussies and Kiwis all over the place. Kiwis? It was a fantastic accents, if it were. How is it a strike in the dirt? No. Oh, no, Chuck Swing. He didn't didn't check his swing. Nah, uh, yeah, he kind of did. I don't know. It never got forward. It never went forward at all. I mean, he he kept it on an even plane the whole time, but... Javier Baez got another guy. Two for 18. Lately, yeah. After being so hot in the other series. Anyways, internationally... (laughs) Uh, Perth, Australia, back on the map again, Veracruz, Mexico, Bangkok, Thailand, Ooh. Uh, Montreal, Canada, good to see you back again, Cairo, Egypt, uh-huh. um, and then locally, on the states rather, Ellicott City, Maryland, <coughs> Seattle, Washington, Santa Monica, California, actually, Santa Monica's part of my regular listening audience, yep. I believe. Yeah. Um, speaking of regular listening audience, thank you, of course, as always, to Aurora Chicago, Hanover Park, Joliet, Bolingbrook, Oakland, Skokie, Elk Grove Village, uh, Fort Wayne, Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Fort Wayne, Indiana, in Indianapolis, Indiana, to round out our local listens in the area. Wichita, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri, D.C., Ashburn, Virginia, Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, across the country, on the East Coast, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, on the West Coast, San Jose, Mountain View, Long Beach, L.A., Amsterdam, Sao Paulo, and internationally, uh, Amsterdam, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Dublin, Ireland. Thank you so much, guys. We love you all. Really kind of hoping to get another uh, meetup going at some point, if you and I ever go anywhere. Yeah. We got to, um... Oh! Yeah, everybody everybody goes to Disney. Let's find a meetup at Disney. Dude. We could do Fucking a awesome. poolside show. Uh, another big shout-out to my cousin, Joali Mayer. She's just moved to Indiana from Puerto Rico. She's a chef in, um... She's planning on moving here to Chicago. And I saw her yesterday for the first time in 16 years... 
I was 16 years old the last time I saw her. She was seven. So it's, she's 23 now. It's a totally different person, but she's grown up to be, you know, very nice. You know, she's great with the kids and stuff. And it's just awesome when you get to see family that you haven't seen in such a long time. And uh, I'm, I feel really bad that I haven't seen her in, in that amount of time. But, you know, life tends to get in the way of stuff like that. But I love you very much. It's great to see you again. Can't wait to spend more time with you. All right. You want to move on to the um I just saw? Uh, sure. Let's move on to um I just saw. Um, I've just been playing a lot of MLB The Show. Yeah, we're talking about when he came in two seasons. Two full two full years worth of minor league baseball. Batting 600. I did half, half a season of double A. Then I have... A, season of triple a and now i've uh i've started into another full season of triple a batting 600 average 11 stolen bases so short far stop. short stop with a secondary position of right field i'm on a 39 game hitting streak <laughs> i'm like i don't know what else you I gotta can do, do. called to the show but it's 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 a lot of fun that game 30 or 60 I paid 20 for it, but I wouldn't have minded paying 60 because it's actually, it's paid off. It's a lot of fun. It's a no-brainer in a lot of ways, although when it's time to steal a base or, you know, catch a line drive that's coming your way being a shortstop, it's, there's a lot of uh, quick movements that you have to do, but it's, it's a lot of fun. If, I, if you're a baseball fan, fan, I fully recommend it. It doesn't get nearly as much acclaim as Madden, but I feel like it really should. And apparently a lot of other people feel the same way because I was even just reading reviews on it in general and people were like, you know, it's... This series alone has been absolutely amazing series. They keep making it better and better, but it just, you know, for a baseball game, it just does not get the same amount of clout that EA Sports does because it's not an EA. See, see, but baseball games, one, you know, if you're going to play the video game with a friend at your place, right, you got to figure out how to do the pitching. That's always a challenge because it's not only about what kind of pitch you're throwing, but it's also about location. Yeah. So, so there should be actually some sort of challenge as to being able to get it into the location that you want it to be, while at the same time trying to prevent your, you know, your opponent who's looking at the same screen from knowing where that pitch is. And I think that was a lost opportunity for the Wii U, yes. because the primary controller for the Wii U has a video screen on it. So, I mean, that's the perfect opportunity to. You know, pick where your pitch is, That's like location. Like, I don't know why they didn't convert on it because, you know, I played this game when you got it, and it's really just, you know, you, you know where the pitch is going, you know where it's coming. You, Even can, with, you can hide it now. Oh, like, okay. I, I figured out how to hide it, but, but the then, problem is, as the pitcher, now you're like... Where did like, I put it? Now, I played against Nelson. He was at home, and I was here, obviously, but you could still see, even online, like, you think that that option would just automatically be gone, mm -hmm. but it's still there. And we turned that off, and I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to know? He's like, well, when you move the joystick in, in any direction, it'll start to vibrate while you're, once you start moving out of the strike zone, or mm -hmm. once you're out of the strike zone. So you'll know if you're pitching too high or too low. It's not a perfect science in that regard, but it's still... It's a lot of fun to play. The only problem that I have is playing against Nelson because he's very much, I'm going to throw four balls knowing that you're going to think that one of them is going to be a strike and I'm going to strike you out. And I mean, it's it's just, it sucks on my part for not being better with that, but it's just like, you know, throw me a fucking strike. Just throw a strike. That's all I want. But I'm just an asshole for that one. Wow. Three to one so far. Sack fly. Bottom of the fourth. Besides that, I'm on episode four of The Exorcist TV show. And it is good. That is a good TV show. Gina Davis is in it. Um, so I think she's really the only main guy. The guy from 
Ferris Bueller's Day Off, that played Cam, plays her husband. We're at the airport. We've seen the airport. He's in it, and he's, he plays somebody that had, I guess, an accident at work, and he had some kind of brain injury, so that, this family has to deal with that. A daughter. Wow, two outs, and they're letting Lester bat. Uh, I think that might be a mistake. All he has to do is get a base hit. Let's get a base hit. Yeah, it's true. It's, I mean... It's so surprising to me how pitchers aren't better at batting, knowing that they know how a ball is supposed to break and stuff. Like, you understand the physics of it. You should be not the best type of hitters, but at least more consistent. I mean, Arietta knocks him out of the park when he when he can. But if you guys like horror genre stuff, check that out. I can't remember if I if I brought up Jacob's Ladder that I watched Jacob's Ladder. That's a great, great, great movie. And Maria bought me Lights Out. Ooh. And I'm really excited to watch that tomorrow, but I just haven't yet. I haven't had really time to do it, but I'm very excited to watch that that movie. And then by the time this airs, I will have watched... Star Trek Beyond? Doctor Strange. Ah. So keep stay tuned for that, because I'm sure I'm going to have a lot to say about Doctor Strange. Because I feel like it's been such a long time since a Marvel movie came out, even though the last one was, what, Civil War, right? Yeah. Oh, um, I just saw Ant-Man again. And I haven't seen Ant-Man since the theater. Really? Yeah. Marie and I were... Oh, because you you're on that Stars trial, right? Yeah. Well, we straight up have it now. Like, it's not even a trial. It's just here's Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it was on... And I'm like, you know, we haven't even watched this since, the, since it was in the theater. So, let's check it out. I forgot how much fun that movie is. Yeah. How much absolute fun I have watching that movie. And it's... It's the comedic timing, it's it's the funny but still thrilling action sequences, the fight sequences are still great when he's running on top of that gun, that is an awesome sequence. And Michael quick, Pena in the movie. Michael Pena, follow Chicagoan, it's really good to see that. Ooh, got him. Alright, so two men left stranded with a strikeout on John Lester. So, quick left to right. it up in the podcast piece and, I, and you you gave me your uh, your opinion but Evangeline Lilly in Ant-Man as uh, Hope Pym versus Elizabeth Banks as Betty Brant in the Spider-Man Raimi series you said Betty Brant Elizabeth Banks hands down is it because it's Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks or do you actually think that she looks better as Betty Brant than Hope Pym does because that's what it's really the character more so than the actress to me. Yeah, so, so I think uh, um, <clears throat> Elizabeth Banks in uh, Spider-Man, just you see just enough of her to want to see more of her. You know, where Hope, Hope him, you gotta, I don't know, you really have to appreciate her nuances to like her. And it's kind of, she's, not to say that she's an unlikable character, but you know, she comes off as, eh. Harsh. Yeah. I'll give you that, but I'll take a punch in the face from her. I, I think I'd actually go with Evangeline Lilly, even though in, I was going to say in real life, but I would take Elizabeth Banks over Evangeline Lilly in any other circumstance, I think, for whatever reason with this, she ha- she is still endearing and there's something about, she's more of like, you know, the strong, powerful, modern woman, Elizabeth Banks, or Betty Brand is more the secretary that's kind of, you know, in the background. I don't know. I was watching too, I'm like, hey, you know, they got the same style hair. Oh, let's go with left to right on that one. So just want to throw that out there. All right. What do you got in terms of how much just saw? You know, I was on vacation this week and um, I had... Tons of plans. I still haven't finished Luke Cage. I want to get around to that. I saw a little bit about it, but I haven't, I haven't gotten around to it. I've been meaning to watch more Flash. Haven't. 
Just haven't. I watched a couple of stuff that I already seen, like uh, Invincible. No, you're not a fan of Mark Wahlberg, but Elizabeth Banks. Speaking of which, great in that movie. I watched. Uh, it's that Tank movie, Fury. Fury. Oh yeah. Good. Speaking of speaking of Michael Pena, yeah, it's a great movie. I love watching it over and over again. I haven't seen it once. One of my favorites. The, the German chick in that movie is pretty hot. Hotter than the chick in uh, Inglorious Bastards, the actress. She was hot. I think so. Wow. Yeah. Let's see. I watched uh, Exodus. Not, How was that? Not the whole movie. It was a lot more uh, military-based than Ten Commandments. You know, I grew up on the Ten Commandments, which is an epic Charlton Heston movie. Charlton Heston, right? Yeah. Like every other Charlton Heston movie at the time. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is a little bit more militant. Uh, God was represented by a child. You know, kind of a strange child. And uh, is it an interesting take on the, you know, the plagues of Egypt? Now, let me ask you a question. Did it bother you that it was white people playing Egyptian? No. See, and I understand people's complaints in that. I really do. But if don't discount the efforts of the actor or actress that's playing the role. I mean, if they got hired to play a role. If they, if they, if they do it justice... Then have your gripes with the casting, yes, but get over it. Like, that was like when they cast uh, uh, Zoe Saldana as, what is it, Al Fitzgerald? And everyone just fucking blew up. They're like, she's not black enough. How dare they do something like that to her? You know, this is, they put her in blackface. And I'm like, she's already dark. They're like, oh, they made her nose all wide. She's a caricature. I'm like, okay, like now you guys are starting up. Pick shit apart for the sake of picking shit apart. I mean, Lou Diamond Phillips played a great Richie Valens, and he's, I don't even think he's Hispanic. True. Well, I mean, I don't know. Do the same people complain about uh, Al Pacino and Scarface? Yeah, I mean, they do, but at the same time, the the people that like Scarface are idiots anyway. I don't know. (coughs) But he played Carlito's way, too, and it was past the point where it's like, okay, we'll give you Scarface, and then they cast him as a Puerto Rican in Carlito's way, and they're like, wait, you guys are doing this again with the same guy? Whatever. What weirds me out kind of sometimes is like, uh, um, you know, they'll use somebody who's... Korean and they're trying to pass them off as Japanese. Yeah, that I don't like because there's no other explanation than Asian and Asian. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're having the Korean guy learning, like, okay, Memoirs of a Geisha, right? Geishas are essentially a Japanese thing, but you have Zhang Ji, Chinese actress, Chinese actress playing, a, you know, a Japanese woman, but she learned a lot of actual Japanese and she went through the entire process of like, you know, learning on how to be a geisha. So in that sense it's like she's kinda that hot. I that I can look past. Yeah. She's my new little thing, like just itty bitty. And she can fight? And she could whoop somebody's ass, hell yeah. But only if she has that that green sword. No, she was pretty good in rush hour. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Zhang Zi in Rush Hour or Rosalind Sanchez in Rush Hour? Rosalind Sanchez. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I have an Asian fetish or not. Rosalind Sanchez is a fucking amazing. Absolutely amazing. That scene where the two of them are fighting and they both kick in the air and their heels get stuck. Yes! That's awesome. Where the fuck has Rosalind Sanchez been since then? She made that one movie, was it Hey Papi? And it was her and Sofia Vergara in one movie. Sofia Vergara, hands down. <laughs> I didn't even get to a left or right with that one. Have you seen anything else? Uh, let's see. I saw Exodus, uh, oh, okay, so spoiler alert, Ryan, you're probably going to need to turn this off. Okay, spoiler alert warning, in five, four, three, two, one. Walking Dead season premiere. Holy crap. To which crap. We're, we're missing this, the second episode right now. Yeah, well, you know, we always watch it late because I don't like commercials. So, yeah. Now, Nick called it. If you listen to You're Gonna Get a Disease episode 103, we kind of knew Glenn was going to die. Glenn was supposed to die. Yeah. 
Okay. Anybody that knew anything about the comics at that point, or knows anybody that knows anything about the comics, knows that that was spoiled as soon as they announced it. <clears throat> I was pretty confident that Glenn was going to die. Um, I knew that it wasn't going to go over well. I think everybody knew that it wasn't going to go over well. But I think the big, you know, they, they, they tested the waters big time this season. It was like, oh, did Glenn really die? Did he... Somebody fought the mid-season finale. Just to kind of see. And they let it they let it go for like three or four episodes. And then they brought him back. For a second in the episode, I, th- I thought they were going to bring him back. And, you know, because Rick pictured everybody getting hit in the head with a baseball bat. And I think they purposely filmed that that way to maybe kind of conceal it from the actors. But, uh, yeah. Nick called it because Abraham was supposed to die in the same way that, that the lesbian doctor died. Arrow through the head. Um, and he had nothing left in his story arc other than pursuing a relationship with uh, Sonequa Martin-Green. What's her character's name? Can't remember. The one who's not Rosita. So he called, he said Abraham's going to die and Glenn's going to die. They're going to kill two people. That's going to be the twist. And that absolutely was it. I didn't um, hear that. Thankfully, I didn't hear that because it's been a long time since I've been that surprised now, in the show. Were you relieved when Abraham took the bat to the head at all? No, because I really liked Abraham. I did well. really like Abraham. But I was so certain going to the episode that was going to be Glenn. Me too. I mean, there was a sense of relief like, oh, that's smart. Like, to me, I was like, that's fucking genius. They Okay, left they, or right, if you had the choice and it was only one. Which would you keep alive? Yeah. See, I like Abraham a lot because of Band of Brothers. And Mighty Ducks 3. Oh, yeah. But Glenn, you know, he, he's, he almost feels like family you've known him for so long. I, I kind of want to go with... I actually want to go with Abraham because I wanted to see almost the fight between Sonequa Martin-Green and Christian Serratos. You want Abraham to live? Yeah. I would like to see a fight scene between... <laughs> I thought I thought literally that, that's what was going to happen. You are going to have your first love triangle fight since Shane and Rick. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that, season two? In girl-on-girl action. Yes. And he probably had the potential of talking him into a threesome. But now, you know, you kind of move around that, but whatever. Yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Tough choice. I'd say, uh, I'd say Abraham, just because, uh, you know, Maggie's pregnant. And Glenn's the only Asian on the show. Was the only Asian on the show. But yeah, this, when they, uh, when he took the bat to Glenn, I was like, wow. Really well, before gonna... that, before all that. So you have Abraham get knocked out. You know, he still stands tall and rough for it. Like, you know, just get, get it over with kind of thing. And it was completely in his character to not back down from it, and I like that a lot. And then Daryl stands up and punches him, then punches Negan in the mouth, and he's like, "You know that shit will not stand." And you're like, "Fuck, what?" And at that point, I'm like, "He's gonna fucking kill Daryl." Like, they're gonna be like, "Okay, we'll we'll save your Glenn. We're gonna kill your Daryl instead." And people are still gonna go fucking ape shit. And I was like, "Fuck, man! If they kill Daryl right now, the world's gonna ignite." And you're watching, and you're like, "Well." He might not kill him. Maybe he'll take a hand for that. Like, the hand that he punched him with. And I'm like, what the fuck is Daryl going to be like with one hand? Is he going to be able to ride a motorcycle? Is he going to be able to use his crossbow? And I'm thinking about all this shit. And then he pulls... And then he starts hitting Glenn. And I was like, wait, what? Like, you're going to kill him because of what he did? Yeah, that didn't really make sense at the time. But before I even got the chance to process that, I was like, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. Maria, in the instant that the bat hit Glenn, Maria started to ugly face cry like cry cry and I had to get up and I was like I I can't fucking believe it. like I watched it all and it, Nelson said he's no longer gonna watch the show because of this for two reasons one he said you know it, it was his favorite character he didn't want to see him die two um, because he said that it was too much it's like every season they're, they're pushing the envelope 
too far in terms of violence and he's like, I can't take it anymore. He's like, you know, it's not that it wasn't a deserving moment for it. He's like, but implied violence sometimes is just as bad as the actual blood and gore. And I agree. I didn't need to see his eye popping out a little bit. Some of that could have been done off screen and you could have had Negan kind of doing a commentary as to what was, how fucked up Glenn was going more and more. And you could just like zoom in on Glenn's face and it's like, Maggie, I'll find you. And then, you know, finish it off there. So there was a way around it. And I agree in a lot of that. But part of me was like, look, with the last time Glenn died, it was kind of like, oh, well, you know, could have been, on, could have rolled underneath the dumpster. And this was their way of essentially saying, nope. this motherfucker's dead. Like he's, he is dead. Absolutely took a bat to the head. But, um, I mean, Nick had a point, or I don't know if it was Nick, Luke, or Jonah who had the point where, you know, Glenn dying is essential to the evolution of Maggie's character. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she becomes a bit of a badass and can't really get there without Glenn dying. I'm anxious to see what ends up happening. I know I'm going to turn to the summer right now. I kind of hope that something happens to the baby and she doesn't have the baby. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel feel horrible saying that. I feel absolutely horrible saying that. But A, I don't think Maggie needs to have a baby by herself. It was hard enough for them to find food and and formula for what what what's the name of the other the other baby the one with the old lady name Judith. It's hard enough to find shit for Judith. The the realism besides the zombies is going right out the window when you have two infantile children in the show and they're like oh we'll just make sure to give them some more milk and it's like no you're like you need more for a baby than that. So, that, and it'll just make her that much colder, I think. And she'd end up being like, you know, she lost the last remnants that, and tie that she has with Glenn. Did they redesign the PS4? Yeah, they have a new PS4 coming out. Speaking of which, I gotta upgrade to a 2 terabyte hard drive soon. Alright, so, moving on from that. Negan himself. You said... I said that it, he should have been played by Nicolas Cage. Because that's what he's just... He's just emulating, like, a Nicolas Cage character for me. I feel like he'd have to yell more to be Nicholas. Like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he's he's yelling, but he's not, like, you know, screaming. And Nicolas Cage will find any reason to scream at the top of his lungs for no reason. I don't think Nicolas Cage is a bad choice, but ever since I saw Jeffrey Dean Morgan as a comedian, I was sold with this guy, and I'm like, he's a great actor. By next year, I'm hoping to do a crossover for my first Comic-Con costume of Negan and Comedian together. Comedian? Negan? Yeah, I gotta find a way to beef up until then, because the build for neither, but... All you just need is a baseball bat, some barbed wire, and some shoulder pads. But I, I, I want the domino mask, and maybe the facial scar of the Comedian, but I want that leather jacket, the kerchief, and the baseball bat of, of Negan. But I still also want the, the smiley face on it. Not with the drop of blood, because obviously I don't want to be dead Negan yet, but as soon as I was watching, I'm like, that's what I want to do for Comic-Con. And I think it'd be pretty good to, to have that. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Drop it. Oh. Piece of shit. All right. So, any other... Oh, the, the dinner scene, or when they're all eating together. That was a rough scene to watch, too. Oh, yeah, when they're holding the baby. Yeah. That was tough. That was pretty rough. So... I gotta say, Lauren Cohen, I think we're, we're starting to disagree in here. She's, uh, um... She's dropping a few points on me. Because of hair? Yeah, I, I don't think she can pull off the short hair. The hair-to-face ratio? Yeah. Isn't there anymore? No. <laughs> I think she's... I think with that haircut, it's... 
Especially in the flashback, can you see how hot she used to be as the farmer's daughter? I feel like her hair to face ratio. I think I think her cutting her hair is just an automatic. Oh, I want to look matronly, so I'm gonna cut my hair into you know K plus eight, Johnny K plus eight style haircut for no reason other than you know I'm gonna be a mom now, so I gotta look the part. I don't know. It was. I think she looked good with longer hair. But in the world that they live in, I can understand why they wouldn't want, you know, you don't want to be pulled by your hair from like a zombie or, you know, from another person. If, if you're the type of person that wants to fight, it's it's not a smart move to have long hair. So I'm, I'm really liking the sinister character of Negan as a whole, though. Yes. The whole bring me my axe. I'm going to kill Rick with zombies, but I'm going to save him at the last minute kind of thing. That's, yeah, he's, that's the look I was looking for. He's very much... Um, the same way I feel about Loki, where it's like you, it's a villain that you love and you should like, part of you feels like, man, I really shouldn't like this guy. He's a complete piece of shit. He killed off one of the greatest characters and I cannot take my eyes off him at the same time. That, that's either really good writing or really good acting or the combination of the two, because I really like this character of Negan a lot. So they're the only, Rick, Carl, and Daryl are the only three of the original group from the time that they and and Carol, I was I was so hoping for him to chop off Carl's hand. I was like, that too, yeah. Do I it. was like, do holy it. Holy fuck! I'm like, he's gonna be the one-eyed, one-armed kid. <laughs> just like he's gonna be like, great. Why don't you just cut off one of my legs? Oh fuck! Nope. Drop, drop. Oh god! And this like an advanced runner either. That would have been awesome though. Is the wind blowing in or out? Did they show it at all? Yeah, no. Oh, they changed our pictures too, huh? Yeah. I didn't realize it. All right, moving on to the, um, uh, the, I'm sorry, let's go with, uh, down the rabbit hole. Oh. <sighs> Hold on, technical difficulties, blah, blah. So, I always forget that this time's out after a while. I'm going down the rabbit hole. So going down the rabbit hole of the YouTube's, mine, I'm going to try and read off as much of this as possible because this goes to show you where my fucking mind goes. Alright, so, wow. So I saw the Bobby Lee Hot Ones episode, which is absolutely hilarious. Uh, I had a lot, a lot of fun. Oh shit, I had a lot of fun um, watching that. Very, very funny guy from Mad TV and, and a lot of other stuff. Then I started watching two Omegle videos. Omegle? Omegle. Omegle? Omegle? I don't know. It's, uh, it's just, it's like a chat roulette. Where it's, you have a webcam, you're on there, you talk with somebody, then automatically it switches to another person, you start talking to somebody else. So it just rotates people. Whatever. But it's... It was people scaring other people on on that website. And it's actually pretty funny to watch. From there, um, 
let's see, I started to watch lip sync battle competitions, then Anna Kendrick videos, then Ellen scares on her show, because it's the Halloween season, so I want to get into the Halloween season. Um, then I started to watch the Comedy Central roast of James Franco. I had already seen it, but it's actually very, very funny. And there's, there's a part where Jonah Hill is laughing his ass off that I just wanted to watch because he sounds hilarious. You know what? I'm going to play a bit of that. For Aziz, that. I wanted to make some jokes about you bombing tonight, but you were so goddamn funny, I can't. And uh... I mean, seriously, Aziz, you are hilarious. <laughs> You are hilarious. So, I must have watched that video about 10 times. Um, and then there's a BuzzFeed video uh, series called Worth It. I don't know if I talked about this before. It's when um, this one guy, he goes with another person to a restaurant. He gets... Um, three different types or goes to three different restaurants with varying price points. So in one episode, he goes for burgers. So it's like, you know, a $7 burger, a $26 burger, and then there's like a $300 burger in the final place that he goes to. Oh, yeah, you talking about that. Uh, very, very cool show to watch. Um, after that, I started getting into watching clips of American History X. <laughs> and then from there... Uh, I started watching horror movie shorts because I really liked those a lot. And then I watched a music video for Madagascar. I like to move it. I like to move it, move it. Well, there's a version in that movie. Yeah, they kind of ruined that song for me. But Ceci likes it because now we're listening to the Nick Jun or the Disney Junior um, station on Pandora. So now, once she listened to it one time, she's she was just walking around the house. I like to move it, move it. So. I'm like, you really are turning into the little version of me. But that's all. What do you got? All I have for uh, Rabbit Hole this week is uh, I've been really getting into Power Ranger videos. <laughs> um, obviously, well, I like the Power Rangers growing up. I'm not as a fanatic as uh, you know, a lot of people we know are. Caesar. David. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed the Power Rangers. I think they were... For me, I was more of a Voltron guy, and I think Power Rangers were, you know, probably a little bit past my time. But um, I do, did enjoy the original series. Um, I didn't realize how, how long that series went. And um, I didn't realize that that show has always been on the air in some different incarnation. And how many different incarnations of Power Rangers, Turbo, Power Rangers, Dino Force, Power Rangers, Ninja. Um, you don't realize how many different incarnations of Power Rangers there are. The first episode was, what, 93? 75? About there, yeah. Well into 96, maybe? Yeah. And, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, how many different times Tommy's been back. He actually was back as the Red Ranger for a short while. They had a... I, I saw a video where there were, like, a team-up of all the Rangers. There were, like, 30, 40 of them. 1993. Yeah. Called it. The U.S. version. Uh-huh. Well, of course, it was, like, the 60s yeah. Japanese version. Which, um... I don't know. I always, I always felt that uh, the footage was a little more cleaner. The costumes were a little bit better. Um... 
And uh, I, I really started getting more and more into it just because, you know, Jason, you know, we... we been taking a lot of pictures of him and every time we pull the camera out he goes into like some sort of ninja stance or it's almost like he's throwing up a gang sign and we're trying to figure out why is he doing that where is that coming from and i started watching these power rangers videos and a lot of the stances that he's doing is he's mimicking uh what they're doing on that show so you should, you should get him the what's it called the, the morpher. morpher yeah oh he's gonna be the red ranger probably but you should get him like like just a little kid version of the morpher just so you can walk around oh, it's morphin time just like walk away I think Jason is starting oh, that's to, funny Jason's the Red Ranger Jason's starting to rub off on Sebastian with that because mm-hmm. Sebastian will walk around and he's just like Whoa! and I'm like you too huh but I can't be mad at the stuff that I was doing when I was a kid Yeah. and I was more of an Ultraman guy growing up I mean it's the reason why I have the full series as well um, have you been sucked into anything else besides Power Rangers yeah I was an Ultraman guy for about two minutes All right, moving on. All right, what do you want to move on to now? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Um, let's get in the fuck yous. Okay. All right. Um, fuck to you. Fuck to you. Fuck you. Brought to you unofficially by Comcast. Although Comcast was nice enough to upgrade our service. Um... There are moments in life when you want to be financially and emotionally raped. <laughs> I heard Comcast called you on before you went out to Florida. Yeah, they did. All right, we'll get to that. All right, uh, fuck you to this this woman. Okay, so I'm driving down a one-way street, and a car is trying to park. Now, there's at least three minivan open there's a three minivan open space like the length of three full minivans just a long ass space open well a woman decides she's gonna pull all the way up to the nearest car and try to reverse into the spot rather than just drive into it and you're there it took her fucking forever and i'm on the phone with dave i'm like i'm in no rush i want to see what the fuck happens here because this is a joke Because it's a narrow street. I can't go around her anyway. And she... It must have taken her at least three minutes just to get into that spot. And it's like, you have have all the room. Just all of it. All the room. What kind of car was she driving? She was in... I think it was a... uh, I think it was an Escalade. And this goes... I guess, essentially, the fuck you is little women in, in giant cars. Because you see it all over the place around here. And it drives me crazy. Because none of them understand their own dimensions. Or how to navigate when it comes to their own vehicle. And it's it's fucking pathetic. Because I'm like, fucking move. Like, you're in a giant car. And you're going to slow down to a mile per hour. Yeah. To cross, you know, a speed bump. My, my sister wanted to escalate until, you know, I was working at CarMax at the time. And I put her in one and made her drive it. And then she changed her mind real quick. You should probably get a special license to be able to drive a car that big. If you're that little. If you're if you're like Ryan's size and you have a car that big, that's essentially like me and my Corolla. Like, oh, it just fits you. Like, you know, this is your size vehicle. Done. Enjoy yourself. Like, Ryan has no problem navigating his truck because that's a ryan size truck. Yeah, fair enough. But if you're, you know, four foot nine and you're in... 
you know, an extended cab fucking pickup truck. Well, that and Ryan, like, he's had trucks that size yeah. for a while. I mean, we're talking about people who, you know, they'll buy an Escalade on a whim because it's a status symbol or they think they, they should be driving an Escalade or a Hummer or they deserve to be, you know, in one. But they don't know how to be able to handle it. You know, it's a totally different class for a vehicle, especially if you're going from, you know, I don't know, just a regular sedan up to a sport utility vehicles because you think that's what you're supposed to be driving. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't easy for me to transition from the car to the minivan. I mean, there are days where I'll drive both both vehicles and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, all right, the brakes are a little bit different on this one. You know, the pickups are a little bit different on this one. Like, I got to readjust myself just to get ready to, you know, drive. So I agree with that. Um, but that's it for my fuck yous. I mean, for the most part, I've had a not bad week. Uh, fuck you to David Merkel for our schedules not lining up at all this week. It's not a real fuck you. It's just like, it's unfortunate. Then fuck you to Lepe, Miguel Lepe, because I called him up like, hey, let's hang out. He's like, oh, I'm too busy. You know what? Go fuck yourself. But he was actually on Chicago PD, so big shout out to him for that. <laughs> Is the episode area? Yeah. Yeah, it was the last episode that aired. Um, uh, my fuck you goes out to uh, my most recent Uber driver. I'm <laughs> um, on the way home from O'Hare. Um, had to take the blue line because uh, we couldn't get a ride. And we asked Jenny to take uh, our van to her work so we can pick up the car from there. And um, so she, she works in the Berwyn area. Berwyn. And uh, so the blue line is at the Harlem station. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with, you know, the blue line, the CTA, Chicago Transit Authority, the trains train stations in Chicago, there's a train stop in the Berwyn area on the Harlem Bridge. It's about the only thing on that bridge besides uh, entrances to and from the 290 Expressway. It's, it's a giant bridge with just the Blue Line station and two entrances that both lead to the Expressway. Nothing else on this gigantic bridge. So after a two and a half hour plane ride, about an hour train ride, I get to the station and decide, okay, rather than try to drag the kids on, you know, a 10-minute walk to Jenny's work to pick up the van, maybe it might be better for me to just Uber my way over to the van and come back and pick up the kids and Sandra. So I request the Uber, and now the Uber app's updated to where you can see where your driver is when he accepts the fare, and uh, you can see what route he's taking and how long he's going to take there. Comes up 11 minutes. Sure, no problem. Even though you could have just walked to the van in 10 Even though I could have just walked to the van in 10 Um... You know, uh, time changes to 13 minutes, time changes to 14 minutes. I see him taking all different kinds of routes. All right, whatever. Maybe about 15 minutes later, even though we could have just walked to the van about 10. <laughs> he pulls up on the wrong side of the bridge. Ugh. Like, he was on the north side of the bridge. Somehow he wound up on the south side of the bridge, and he pulls up on the east side of the bridge, when I'm on the west side of the bridge. Now, mind you, this train station is only on the west side of the bridge. Mm -hmm. And again, the only thing on the bridge is the train station and the two ramps to get on and off the expressway. There is nothing on the east side of the bridge. So he calls me and he goes, hey, are you by the Blue Line station? I'm like, yeah, actually, I'm right in front of it. He's like, okay, because I didn't know what side of the street you wanted me to pick you up on. Like, there's nothing on the east side of the bridge. It's just a ramp to the expressway. Why would anybody walk up a gigantic bridge 
on a side where there is no train stop and request an Uber in the middle of the bridge. To be an asshole to your Uber driver, apparently? I guess so. It's like maybe if somebody won up the bridge to jump off the bridge onto the expressway to kill themselves and they decided, <laughs> you know what? Let me get an Uber. Yeah, let me get an Uber out of here. <laughs> if an Uber comes, I'll save myself. Oof. So, yeah. Fuck you to that guy. And then, and then I go to put my luggage in, you know, the, the back of the Passat that he was driving. And his trunk wasn't clean. Like, you're an Uber driver, okay? That, that's one of the things, like, I was an Uber, you know, an Uber driver for a while. They we're going to talk about work. Yeah, we're going to talk about work. Um, they take pictures of your car to make sure, you know, you're, you can accommodate riders from, you know, anywhere. And coming from a train stop that services the airport, uh, you kind of need to expect that, you know, there'll be people coming from the airport. So he's just like, okay, well, just, you know, shove your bags in the back and, you know, it's fine. You should, whatever. He's like, all right. And I get in the car and he goes, so, uh, did you just get into town? No, I just really like carrying around these oh two big ass bags. So he's an idiot. Yeah. And, and, then he, and then he throws on little Wayne and I'm like, dude, you don't even know me. You're supposed to play like neutral music. You put on little Wayne, like on a five minute drive that I that it took me 10 minutes to walk. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, just fuck you to that guy. Or ordered an actual taxi and just... Yeah. <laughs> so, could have went 20 minutes for a walk that would have took me 10. That's true. Anyways, that brings us to our Really Really segment. Uh, Brought to you by Limit Insurance. There you go. <laughs> Brought to you by Limit Insurance for the moments in life when you find yourself saying, Really? Really? Really. really? Make sure you're insured appropriately for the occasion. Call Alim Insurance for a free quote today at 312-945-6254 or visit their website at aliminsurance.com. That's A-L-I-M for Alim. Because they're not going to charge you an arm and a leg. So my really, really this week, I'm going to lay this out for you. For those of you who don't know me that well, I am not a big fan of traveling in general. I know there are a lot of people out there who base their job searches, you know, or things that, you know, their career on something that involves travel. And no disrespect to them, uh, JD being one of them, where he's basically traveling every week. Um, I am not one of those people. No. And especially now that I have kids, I am definitely not one of those people. Absolutely I mean, you know, not. people like enjoy business trips and getting on planes and earning the mileage and, you know, having fun at the after business trip parties and whatnot. I am absolutely not one of those people. I like to consider, you could probably, the best analogy I can make is I'm a lot like nachos, right? I look Mexican, but I'm not Mexican. Um, I can be cheesy sometimes. I'm fun to have at parties. I'm great to share in groups, but I do not travel well. Um, I don't like the anxiety of flying, uh, the thoughts of being rushed or being herded, being on somebody else's schedule, just... I don't I don't find it appealing at all. Um, but my really really goes out to the airline and the the airline process in general, the whole boarding a plane, getting on a plane, whatnot. For some reason, somebody in their infinite wisdom in the airline industry decided we're gonna board planes in three or four three to four stages. All right, we're gonna board the first cast. Uh, passengers first. I thought it was disabled and... Well, yeah. Okay, so it's like disabled and uh, infants um, and, you know, if uh, they're transporting 
convicts or you know uh, yeah. people being detained. They have to board first, and then military, like exigent circumstance, people board first, right? Yeah, and then military is a courtesy to you know all the men of ser- women and men and women of service, which we salute. Yeah, and do not sit or kneel, not to get political. No. Yeah, and, it, and not just the seamen we support on the show, um, which makes sense, right? But then you have got him. That was a great, great fucking. I'm your bodies again, yeah. Holy fuck. So, um... Like, all in one motion. That was awesome. And then they do, you know, what the normal airline industry protocol is. We'll board the first class passengers first. And then we'll board people towards the front of the plane. And then, you know, in sections progressively towards the back. Now, I didn't have to deal with this uh, this time because I was uh, traveling with Ty. So we classified as a priority... Passenger, you know, we have an infant with us, so we need to we need to board first. But wouldn't it make sense, one, for you to board the first class people last? I mean, I understand the the thought process. Okay, they pay more, so they should you know be boarded relax first. first. Yeah, so they yeah. so relax. But okay, one, they're getting in the way of everybody from getting on the plane. And two, why wouldn't the first class section be at the back of the plane? Why do they need to be at the front? They could be at the back with their own entrance. Like, there's a door back there that they can board. And, you know, you'd probably bring them up on a ramp or, you know, another another gate. But, I mean, are, are they really doing it so that we can see what first class is like, is like and then go, oh, I'm going to book first class next time or I'm going to upgrade the first class? Because it really interrupts the whole process. I mean, if you board the back of the plane first... Okay, those people who are boarding the back of the plane aren't going to get any way in the way of anybody towards the front of the plane. And you're not going to have all this traffic buildup, and you're going to be more efficient. So I don't know who came up with this. All right, let's, let's board the plane in stage. Well, boarding the plane in stages makes sense, but boarding from front to back, especially if you're entering from the front, doesn't make sense. So then the other part of my really, really is those people who try to take advantage of that situation, and they'll get on the plane, and they'll put their bags, like their carry-on bags, and the cabinets at the front of the plane. So that way they don't have to, they can get off right away and try to get their bags on their way out. Yeah. Really? Yeah, just fucking... Really? That's it's so annoying. They're just, you know, we're all in the same boat, the same plane, so to speak, together. You know, if you're in that much of a hurry, you should have probably booked an earlier flight. And, you know, just... Make the process easy instead of trying to get around everybody and beat them to the punch. Not only that, you you have no control over any of that shit. Because you could be on, on the tarmac or on the runway for like an hour. Just like, mm, still waiting to get the signal from the tower to go. And it's like, great, so you put your, your bag all the way the fuck up there. And you're, nothing's moved any faster. Yeah. It's just as fast for you to ha- to get your bag from right above you. You are not expediting any of your own process whatsoever. Yeah. All you're doing is making more of a clutter for everyone else that's going to filter back and then take time and, and, for and them then, to figure it out, and you're still going to be held up. And then people get on the plane, and they get to the row where they're supposed to be, and they put their bag where it's supposed to go, and there's no room there because everybody fucking screwed up the order where your exactly. bag's supposed to go. 
Yeah. Hayward, that fucking ball was right down the middle. Right down the middle. Help me help you with this fucking whole baseball thing, please. So, for those that don't know, um, the guy with the pink hat. Do you know the story about the guy with the pink hat? Not the Marlins guy. The guy's sitting right behind home plate in every game. He okay. has a pink hat on and a green jacket. Mm-hmm. He's had season tickets since like 1960-something. Oh, okay. Um, the reason why he has a pink hat and a green jacket is his wife at the... Well, his still wife, but at, you know, years and years and years and years ago said that she didn't believe that he would be going to a game all the fucking time. He's like, fine. If you think I'm messing around here, I'll wear a pink hat and a green sweater to the game so you'll know that that's me. And ever since then, he still wears it just... As a sign of fidelity? Yeah, and tradition, I suppose. Um, So my really, really goes out to... But of course he could easily go... Hey, buddy, you want some seats behind home plate? Well, now that it's all HD, I'm sure there's no confusing who the fuck that guy is. He's, and they've had articles written on him now. Well, I'm sure, you know, all you got to do is just wear this gray wig, pink hat, and green sweater <laughs> while I go bang my mistress. God, if he's that old with a mistress. Well, I mean, like he, has, much effort. he has seats behind home plate. He's got to have money. I think somebody actually donated for him to get the tickets oh. uh, for this series, though. Nice. Um... My really, really goes out to this World Series, mostly because it's fucking up everything in Chicago. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't want to go anywhere, I don't want to do anything, because, like, the traffic is going to be stupid everywhere I fucking go. Um, and I re- I don't know if I want the Cubs to win. I mean, I want them to win, of course. Of course. But this city's going to blow up one way or another up on the north side. Hopefully not down here at all, but it's going to be interesting. And the amount of people that are probably calling into work and not going to work, and they've lost the past two games, and you're wasting everyone's fucking time, and you're making work hard for other people, just so you can watch a game with them, they're losing. That's got to fucking suck. So, go to work, people. Really? Really? Oh, and, uh, um, really, really, that just came to mind. Really, really, to the airline industry in general, um... You gotta charge me twenty five dollars for a checked bag. And granted, this trip I only checked one bag, but just build that into the price. I'm okay with that if you build that into the price. Even if I don't have a checked bag, charge me an extra twenty five dollars because somebody might have an extra checked bag. Because now that everybody is afraid of paying the extra money for checked bags, everybody's just making their carry on bags just that much bigger. And, and it's a pain in the ass because nobody bothers, like, okay, there's a little, like, uh, hole that you can fit your carry-on bag through to see if it's okay to, to take on as a carry-on. But nobody ever checks that. Nobody even cares. Like, nobody calls people out for, like, your your bag is too big to fit in the overhead compartment. Because it's usually not. It see, usually is. Every time I do it, they're like, can you put your bag in the square peg thing? And like, we do, and then they're like, okay, yeah, you're good. Every time I've taken a plane. So, I don't know what airline you're flying out of, because for us, they're strict. I, I flew United this time, and uh, there was a jerk in first class who was like, I have an extra bag, and I'm carrying it on. In addition to that, he had a cart that he put the bag in that he also took and carry on that he put in the overhead compartment. One for ten? You, my friend, 
Montero? Yeah. He's the one who hit the Grand Slam. Well, I guess that was his only hit then. That was a big hit. Yeah. But it's, you need consistency. One hit isn't helping you guys push through a 3-1 and one deficit right now. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. So, what else do we got? You got to get into some Halloween stuff? So, today, I started to look at some of my movies to figure out which ones I really want to watch tomorrow. Because I'm going to try to watch at least one or two horror movies. I definitely want to watch Lights Out. I don't know if I want to do it once the kids go to bed so I can get the full ambiance of it. But... We didn't do Halloween movie weekend. No. Is this the first year we hadn't done it? Kind of, yeah. We can still do it tomorrow if you want. Yeah, I'm working. Yeah. So I really, really like Sinister, and I'm mad at myself for not buying it. But I'm trying to think of what movies I'd want to watch tomorrow night. So there's lights out that I'm guaranteed to watch. I will probably end up going with either Annabelle again. Or possibly even Red State, just because it's, you know, I'll get a straight-up horror movie and a kind of horror movie kind of mixed in together. I mean, like I said, I, I watched The Witch and Jacob's Ladder, so it's not like I've been trailing in, in that regard, because I like to think of myself as a really big horror buff. But besides that, I'm really excited to spend Halloween. I really, really enjoy Halloween. I love the fact that Cecilia's much more into it this year. Did you buy your candy yet? No. Because uh, we're not going to be home to... Uh, oh, that's right. Home. We bought two big-ass bags. You guys are more than welcome to help us. Are you going to be here? Yeah, most likely. I'm getting out of work early tomorrow. But um, you're, are you taking the kids to the trick-or-treat trunk party? Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably just go to that. Um, you're not going to take them around the block or anything? No, we're still going to do that. After? Because Maria gets out at 6, and I don't want to be... And I don't want to be like, oh, well, you missed it because, you know, it's her first day of work is on Halloween. And, you know, I'm sure it's going to be hard for her to be at work all day away from the kids. So, you know, of course, we're still going to end up walking around the block. But Ceci's really, really excited to be Everest. And she's she gets to wear her costume all day tomorrow at school. So we should probably end up practicing like a trial run in the whole bathroom thing because I don't know how well that costume is when it comes to that. Ellie is also Eliana's gonna be Everest. But did we also. ever did we ever talk about your favorite costume for Halloween? Yeah. Yeah. My mom made that. me a shark costume like Yeah, that's costume. right. That's right. As an adult, so Marie and I were like, okay, we'll have the kids be Everest and Chase from Paw Patrol. Then I wanted to be the evil mayor with the mustache and the top hat and Maria was gonna be the other mayor with the with the chicken in her purse all the time. And, you know, it was going to be a whole family costume thing. Which, well, by the way, the Paw Patrol costumes don't really look like Paw Patrol. Yeah, there's no mask. It's just, here's the costume of the character. Fuck it. It's stupid. I really wish that they'd have put a mask on him so that she could look like, you know, Everest. But yeah. I'm just really excited to see Chase as, or Sebastian as Chase, just because he, I guarantee he's going to look absolutely adorable. Sessie, too. But this is my first year, I think, in... I can't remember how long that I'm not dressing up for Halloween. And do you think as a parent, like, it just gets to a point where you're like, all right, you know, just, this is do it for the kids. Fuck dressing up kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, my, uh, my costumes are getting much, much more simple. You know, I'm not trying to break the bank or go all out. Like, 
even still, it's like, you know, my costume last year was, uh, you know, the Starscream hoodie that I have, which is basically just a hoodie. This year I have a Jabberwocky mask. Yeah, I don't know if I even have a hat. I definitely don't have a shirt. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, I, I think that they hit hit it right on the money in the badge dialogues. In Chicago, like, costumes, unless you're going to a costume party, kind of suck anyway, because you're probably going to be wearing a sweater or a jacket over whatever it is that you bought. Yeah, I don't, I might go as, like, 2015 Adam. And that'll just be it, like... Three-punch three Adam as opposed to plain white Adam. God, I was just talking to my cousin about that today because she saw that we have the entire Friends series. And I'm like, she's like, oh, you have Friends? I'm like, yeah, but I pointed to the office. I'm like, that's really my flavor right there. She's like, oh, I've never seen it. Maybe really want to start rewatching some of those older episodes. Well, I suppose they're all old episodes now, but... Yeah, we should, because... Uh, Jonah and Luke are really into uh, The Office. We should try to get a marathon in. I'm done. I just, again, it's all about time. Yeah. Uh, so, as a parent, do you still get excited for Halloween, even if it's not you being a part of it, but more to see the kids' excitement, to eat their candy? Because I'm definitely not going to be able to give Ceci all the candy that she's going to be giving Sebastian, too. See, I, I do and I don't. Because... I, I do in a sense that, you know, I know the kids are excited about candy. I know they, you know, we took them trick-or-treating. Or, I mean, last year was the first year I got to go out with them trick-or-treating. Like, they went trick-or-treating, let's see, at two years old. I don't know that they would remember that. When Jason was two, I don't know if he remembered it. I know he had a Mickey costume. Um, or was Mickey last year? What was the year that they were the Lion and Dorothy? That was, that was two one. years old. That, that was two years old. That was, was first two? Time. Yeah. First time we took them out. And then, uh, and then the Mickey one was last year. And I know he remembered it. I know he's excited about it. We did a little bit of trick-or-treating at uh, Target and a little bit of trick-or-treating at Disney this year. Um, I, I'm sure he's, you know, fully excited to, to go, and I'm excited for him. Um, I don't like the anxiety of trying to find a costume and the whole rigmarole of, you know, the costume stores and how overpriced they are for everything. See, this year, Marie and I got a really good jump on it because we're like, I think it was late September. We asked around, like, okay, what is what are we doing? Are we doing a full theme thing or whatever? And uh, we came up with the ideas for the Paw Patrol, blah, 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 blah. And we went to we went to Toys R Us, either very late September or the very beginning of October. And we got costumes for 15 bucks, which is awesome. You know, the right size. There were millions there. And we're like, why the fuck did we wait every other year? Like... It, this this was so easy. Like, we could have returned it and gotten a different one, you know, and it would have been fine. Well, well, see, the thing is, is that Toys R Us, they're not built to be a costume store. They have costumes because the costumes that they have are, are themed around the toys. Um, toys R Us will actually, we got ours a couple days ago, being, you know, only a, you know, two, three days before Halloween, at 50% off because Toys R Us wants to get rid of the costumes by the time Halloween's over. They don't want to do the sale after Halloween because nobody's in the market to buy costumes. You know, you don't know if that costume will be popular the following year. You don't know if your kid will fit into it the following year. So it's a really big gamble for them to even carry costume. Meanwhile, you have the, you know, the costume stores that kind of, they're basically all the same and they kind of have the monopoly on everything that are charging $30, $40, $50, $60 for a kid's costume, which is just ridiculous. Like... I don't know, especially in Chicago, being that, you know, you get a little plastic costume for $60, and they're just going to and wear their jacket over it And anyway. everything's all cheaply made. Yeah. And it's like, here's a bunch of plastic for you to wear. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Do you think it'll ever get to a point that you'll start making costumes at home? Maybe not knitting, per se, but, like, you know... Like, I remember all, I, I had a werewolf mask 
it was real over the top werewolf mask. It was like, you know, I was 12, you know, it was three times too big for the rest of me. I thought, that, I thought it was just another play. So what my parents did is they, I put on one of my dad's shirts, they cut into a little bit and they stuffed my arms with newspapers so I looked bulkier. But I loved that costume, like, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm like, you know, a guy ripping out of his clothes type of werewolf. And some of those costumes are the more memorable ones and, you know, they stay with you and, you know, the love and effort that your parents put into it rather than just, yeah, here's a fucking costume I bought. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Getting to making costumes is, you know, a matter of, uh, you know, time constraints and what I can do. I mean, I can actually sew. Sew? See, I'm, I'm more the type, like, I wouldn't mind experimenting with, like, face painting for the kids. Like, all right, let me paint on, you know, make Sebastian look like the the face of the devil in the exorcist that just pops up every once in a while and happy. you be like, what are you supposed to be, the devil? Like, oh, that's adorable. Here's some candy. Like, I can't wait for those days. Yeah, see, that's something that I'll probably never end up doing. That, that's that's probably the one thing that's holding me back from being Darth Maul is the actual face paint. Is, uh, you know, I wear contacts and I, I know how that face paint's made. Like, I've worn, worn it on a number of occasions. Oh, hi, Maria. Hi. Hi, Maria. Congratulations on the job, Maria. Thank you. And uh, I've got, have you ever gotten face paint, like, in the, the corner of your eye and you can't get it out and it doesn't come clean? And, you know, sometimes it gets on your contacts and then it's just, yeah, it's just a miserable nightmare. Have Nelson do it. I'm sure he'll be. Because my thing is, it's, I don't really have a steady hand for stuff. Oh, it's not, it's not the painting that's the problem. It's the, you know, getting it off and it drying up and getting it, like, in your eyelids and, like, you can't really clean your eyelids. It's, you know. I hate I hate to put my kid through that. I'd, I'd absolutely rather have them in a mask. I'm planning on scaring some kids tomorrow because there's just enough room for me to fit behind my bushes right next to the house. So as the kids come up the stairs, I can like reach out for one of them. That's a lot of fun to do. But you kind you kind of can only do that with the bigger kids, like the little little kids. Do you ever see that video where like the the Halloween people try to scare the trick or treaters? A lot of people getting punched in the face. Yeah, that's why I have to do it from down here because there's no hitting me. <laughs> If they do, I might, you know, hit them back. But yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm pretty excited for for tomorrow. You know, I got the whole day off. It's actually supposed to be fairly nice tomorrow. Hi, Maria. Hi, Bye, Maria. Bye. Bye, Maria. Bye. So, all right. Well, moving on to our promotional segment. Of course, we want to promote all the great shows on the Get a Disease Network, including You're Gonna Get a Disease, the show with Nick, Luke, and Jonah. Of course, us on that just happened. With Rodney and Adam. Uh, hooking up with David Merkel. His own show. The Badge Dialogues with Summer and Claire. Or Claire. Mama Claire and Summer. Summer being the baby killer. I guess I'm starting to take that post. Um, Something Gate with Jared Sampson and Stephen Michael Barr. And Das Drunks with a smorgasbord of different people. Sometimes Nick. Sometimes Luke. Sometimes Jared. Has usually been on Jonah. There. Usually Jonah. Oh yeah, not Luke. But Luke's been on one. Has he? Yeah, he's one, he was on the one I was on. Oh, shit. What else? Reading came first. Reading came first. Roy Kinsey. Roy Kinsey. Actually, I don't, even, I don't even know if that's still going on. Yeah. Is he still posting stuff? Yeah, I think I saw a post. I haven't seen any of that. The thing is, he has to make them available for download. Mm, I'll give you that. Find uh, Tony Arjun, Red Novella on SoundCloud. Yes. Paper Hero. Make sure to check them out. Geeks of Go-Go. Geeks of Go-Go, absolutely. Tr- really trying hard to get uh, the two of them together. They actually invited us sometime next month to go to their new house. To record an episode there. Oh, nice. So, that'd be a lot of fun to do. Um, yeah, really looking forward to seeing them again. Uh, Miguel Lepe, really looking forward to seeing him again, doing another show. He's got a lot of big stuff going on. Specter Paranormal Investigations. Yes. One of the guys got hurt at work. I know we don't talk about work, but one of the guys got hurt, so... 
he's kind of out of it right now. But still, you know, there's still hope there to have them back on the show. Uh, Nick really, really wanted to be on this week, but he's actually in Florida himself. So he's not going to be back until after Halloween. But I said we could do, you know, a Day of the Dead episode and have him on or something like that. So it all works out. Let's see, what else? What else? September 11th is a year away, so we got some time for that one. But still, fuck all things Kardashian, because why not? Make sure to hit us up on Facebook.com slash hashtag spelled out UTJH. Twitter at UTJH Podcast. Or give us a call at uh, fuckpieutjh. Yeah, it's been a while since we gave out our contact info. Yeah. So I actually have the inside scoop on being able to get your kid into the Star Wars show at Disney. Ooh. Um, not something I want to put on the podcast, because... In two years or so, maybe I want to get Talia up there for Jedi training. But, um, yeah, if you give us a call, I'll uh, fill you in on how you can make that happen. You should just, they should have, like, Ray training at that point, just like a bow staff. That'd be pretty cool. Anything else? Uh, no, let's call it a podcast. Signing off from the FTC, I'm Rodney Sinu. Um, I'm Adam Flores. And, um, that just happened.